Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast for another preview this game against the Dallas Cowboys, our NFC East rival at 425 in Dallas. Um, Josh here with my friend, my co-host Alex. It's been a, a heck of a depressing week when it comes to Giants news, and we're going to get into all of it. Uh, it's honestly stuff we already covered, just confirmation of that news and, you know, things uh, at the quarterback position, I guess, filling in a little bit more of what will be this 2023 edition, basically, of Giants past of Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm starting back a few years ago. And in this case, it is the exciting duo of Tommy DeVito and um, Matt Barkley. There we go. I found his name. I got it. Uh, it's going to be one hell of a rest of the season. One depressing one at that, one uninspirational one, and and it's time to start looking towards the draft and towards the QBs in that draft class. Joe Shane already doing that, watching um, Caleb Williams last weekend. But let's get into this game, and before we do that, we'll get into how Alex is doing. Alex, on this Thursday evening, how are you? I'm doing well, um, not because of the Giants, but been kind of a chaotic week for me so i'm just kind of oblivious to it all uh i don't really care that the giants suck uh, at this point of course come sunday i will care a lot but uh yeah i'm doing well i'm just i'm not gonna say i'm excited for sunday but i am excited to see football uh whether it's giants or not giants and you know you always have that little bit of hope that maybe the giants pull off a miracle it's not gonna happen but you still have the hope so um i'm doing well and I guess, somewhat in the back of my head looking forward to this weekend. Well, you want to talk about football and, and professional football. I mean, there's college football on starting normally Wednesday nights, but if you want to talk about Thursday night football, that'll be happening for us mm. in just a few hours if you want to watch that I'd rather jump off of a, a bridge than watch that game, but... <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, two very <laughs> crappy teams going at it uh, tonight in Sunday night football in the Bears and the Panthers... We'll talk about that when we get to our picks, but um, surprised that slot wasn't flexed. I know the Giants Monday Night Football or something in a few weeks with the Packers, uh, I think was flexed out of Monday Night Football, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so finally, the NFL actually figuring out that the Giants in prime time is not the best option. Let's get into the news, and I just want to start out with the headline stat that sums up the season overall. The Giants sit dead last at 32 in points per game with 11. All right, heading into the news on Monday, Brian Dable confirmed that quarterback Daniel Jones has a torn ACL out for the rest of the season. It's, uh, you know, something we were skeptic about, and it was rumored about when we recorded our recap Sunday night. We already kind of addressed everything that happened and Daniel Jones's future and the, the future at the quarterback position. So, you know, obviously it'll be the talk now for the next few months, so we don't need to have that whole conversation again. If you want to listen to that, listen to our recap episode for our initial thoughts there. Maybe we'll go into it more later this episode, but you'll hear us talking about a lot over the next few months. So I'm just going to keep moving on and say that he will look to get surgery ASAP in order to try and return by the beginning of next season. On Tuesday, the Giants worked out Jacob Eason. Uh, Eason had a tryout with the Giants in the spring. Uh, he played a game for the Colts as well as the Panthers the last two years and a couple of other teams still in the mix as well. Uh, I don't think he made starts for them, though. He ended up signing with the practice squad for the Giants on Tuesday, so we now have that young 
quarter, you know, sort of quarterback there on the practice squad, replacing Matt Barkley on the practice squad. I'll send it to Alex for Wednesdays and Thursdays news. You mentioned that Matt Barkley uh, was off the practice squad. That's because he was actually signed to the active roster, uh, but he will not be the starting QB on Sunday. That will be uh, Tommy DeVito, Syracuse, Illinois, Don Bosco alum. Um, he will start per Brian Dable. Uh, so a big opportunity for the undrafted rookie. Uh, outside linebacker Zizo Jalari with an ankle injury is hoping to return from IR against the Cowboys. Uh, Brian Dable said hopefully he'll be ready to go. Um, right tackle Evan Neal with his ankle is week to week, meaning that Tyree Phillips is likely to be get the uh, start at right tackle versus the Cowboys. Uh, a cornerback Adoree Jackson and running back Deion Jackson are in concussion protocol. Don't really have a great status on there uh, for them this Sunday, I should say. And Dana Jones said that in retrospect, he believed he tore the ACL on the final play of the first quarter. The goal is to be ready and fully healthy as soon as possible, he said. And then on Thursday, just a quick thing. Uh, Tyrod Taylor believes that his rib injury, uh, contrary to a lot of reports that we've heard uh, from the media, is not season-ending. So it is possible we see the return of Tyrod Taylor in the next few weeks, ideally, hopefully. Um, moving to the injury reports now, uh, we got Giants first. It's still a long one, but not as long as prior weeks. Uh, starting with Sean Harlow, the center. Uh, he had a personal matter that he did not practice on Wednesday. All good on Thursday, though. Adore Jackson did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday with his concussion. Deion Jackson, the same. Uh, Dexter Lawrence uh, had a rest day on Wednesday, full practice on when, uh, on Thursday. excuse me. Evan Neal with the ankle didn't practice either day. Paris Campbell with hamstring was limited both days. Deshaun Corbin uh, with a hamstring was limited both days. Andrew Thomas with a hamstring was limited both days. Dane Belton with a back injury popped up on Thursday with a limited participation. Uh, Justin Pugh with an ankle injury was limited both days, and Mark Lewinsky with a personal matter uh, did not practice on Thursday. Moving to the Cowboys now, Marquise Bell uh, with a calf injury was limited both days. Tyler Biotish, uh, the center with an ankle injury, was a full participant both days. Jerron Curse uh, with safety with a toe injury was full participant both days. Uh, oh, God. Osa Odigazua? Odigazua? I, I think that's right. Uh, with a hamstring injury, was limited both days. Tyron Smith, uh, the tackle, had an illness. He was out Wednesday and Thursday. And then uh, Kevante Turpin, the wide receiver, uh, with a shoulder injury, did not practice either day. Woof, long injury report. Let's take a break, and we'll get to our NFL picks. All right, we are back now to talk about my most important win so far this season in the NFL picks. I went 10-3 and while Alex went 7-6. and It took... It took a lot of weeks. It took nine weeks for me to finally get my first win of the NFL pick season. And let's hope that just continues from here. Although there are a lot of games that Alex and I had the same this week. So I don't know how much of you know that big of a win I can get. But let's just hope every game goes my way. Just like it did last week. I was very happy uh, with those picks. Alex, I'll send it to you to start us off with Thursday night football. Sunday morning football. And the 1 o'clock games. Starting Thursday night, we kind of hinted at this earlier in the episode, but Panthers-Bears, a terrible game. We both got the Bears. Uh, Sunday morning uh, in London, we got Colts-Patriots. We both have the Colts. Browns-Ravens starting at 1 o'clock. We both have the Ravens. Packers-Steelers. I've got the Packers. Josh has the Steelers. 
49ers, Jags, uh, we both have the 49ers. Saints, Vikings, I got the Saints. Josh has the Josh Dobbs-led Vikings. Uh, Texans, Bengals, I've got the Bengals. Josh is going with the C.J. Stroud. Um, very hot Texans team. Uh, and then the Buccaneers and Titans, we are both going with the Bucks up against rookie quarterback Will Levis, who was officially named the starting quarterback for the Titans uh, by Mike Vrabel this past week. Lions versus Chargers start the 4 p.m. window. That's going to be a Lions win from the both of us. We believe it. Falcons versus Cardinals, both of the Falcons in that game. The next one after that is Giants-Cowboys, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Commander-Seahawks as well in the 4 o'clock window. We both have the Seahawks winning that game. Jets-Raiders, the Sunday night football matchup. And, you know, now I'm going to get all Jets fans saying, just like they said last week, oh, we can't compete against the Chargers. No biggie. We can compete against the Raiders, no biggie. We'll have to see if they do just that. We both have the Raiders winning that game. You know, Alex, you know, if, if we had Aaron Rodgers, we would have a positive record. Well, you don't have Aaron Rodgers. I can't keep hearing that from Jets fans anymore. I'm sorry for that little guy there. A Jets hater, my lord. I'm because I, I'm surrounded He's by them. Enough. I'm surrounded by enough. them, and it, it's just annoying. Um, They're Broncos, scared to come out here in Boston, as you can imagine. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Except at the bar that you were at, whatever, watching the Giants game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's ago. true. They came out. They all came out there. All five of them. <laughs> Broncos versus Bills. Bills win that game. Well, you know, Alex, after they won, it's Jet Life Stadium now in, uh, in, in East Rutherford. They can have the air conditioner. They can have the air conditioner. You'll give them that? Yeah. Uh, let, let's go to this Giants mm-hmm. game now as much as we don't want to, and we're stalling going to it because it's just so... You know, not, not, this was honestly, this was the hardest week this season. I mean, it makes sense because the team keeps losing. This was the hardest week to pick an NFL or excuse me, to pick a Giants player to watch because I don't want to watch anyone. (laughs) There's no one exciting on this team. I mean, there are a few players and one of them I did pick and that is, I'll go to him now, Kayvon Thibodeau on the defensive side. Didn't have as big of a week as he did weeks prior. Still does have, I believe, eight and a half sacks on the season, a very productive year for Kayvon, although it's going to be, you know, under wraps and underrated because of how bad this Giants team is. But can he continue, uh, you know, one hell of a season that he's had so far against the Seahawks? Seahawks, where am I going here? Cowboys offensive line, uh, you know, get past them off the edge and and get some sacks on Dak Prescott or at least apply some pressure, get a couple tackles for loss. It would be absolutely amazing for Kayvon Thibodeau to continue um, his very successful season. Another player on the defensive line with a very successful season. It's Kayvon Thibodeau, and it's going to be this guy that everyone's going to talk about on the Cowboys defensive line, Micah Parsons. We're going to just assume that he's going to eat up this Giants O-line. How much is that going to impact Tommy DeVito? Probably won't impact him that much because the Giants are just going to hand it off to Saquon Barkley majority of the snaps. Uh, But... Micah Parsons, my player to watch for the Cowboys. I'm, I'm kind of, if you can see my matching game here, I'm going defensive line for the Giants, defensive line player for the Cowboys as well. I kind of changed my players to watch this week just as kind of a who is going to be important for each team. Um, I think it's the only way you can really mentally do it at this point for the Giants, so I followed along the same path for the Cowboys. Uh, Saquon Barkley is obviously going to be the pivot pivotal point for the Giants. Can he get going? Uh, Can he get over 100 yards rushing? If he gets over 100 yards rushing, 150 yards uh, from the line of scrimmage, um, maybe they have a chance. 
If not, if he's under that number, then they don't have a chance. I think it's as simple as that um, for the Giants, and he's going to have to you know, really carry this workload. And how is he going to really feel about that considering he didn't get his long-term deal in the offseason? And then for the Cowboys, Jake Ferguson, uh, he had, uh, I believe, nine receptions in their last game against the Eagles. So he's become a really pivotal part of their offense alongside CeeDee Lamb, uh, especially with kind of Tony Pollard taking a little bit more of a backseat at the backfield. So Jake Ferguson, Giants always struggle against tight ends. Uh, we'll see how he does. Uh, a really promising rookie for this Cowboys team. And let's move to my score predictions. Josh and I got kind of similar here. Um, I'm going to go with a 31-10 Cowboys win. I don't think you can realistically have them scoring less than 30 points, and I don't think you can have the Giants score much more than 10 uh, if you're really being honest with yourself. I have a 36-9 victory for the Dallas Cowboys. Alex, it seems like we're playing a game of not who can get the score prediction correct, but who can pick the largest margin in points between the Cowboys and the Giants here. And I think you can tell from our tone and our voices throughout this entire episode, we don't like this. <laughs> we are not a fan. I mean, obviously you can say no one is a fan of that when their team is in a position like this, when they have to throw out their starting quarterback being a rookie, undrafted rookie at that. And if, I, I think that's really our voices just sum up what this team is right now, and it's lifeless. And Alex, one more thing I want to touch on before we head out here is throughout these next few weeks, how much is this locker room going to be gone? How, how much are we going to lose this locker room? How much is the team going to fall under? Because Xavier McKinney came out after this game. I don't know if you saw this report, but McKinney came out and he was saying that the Giants leaders in the locker room weren't stepping up and they were on a different page. Uh, not not everyone was on the the same wavelength. Wig Martindale responded to that comment actually in his press conference, saying that it was really weird. And I think this is just one of the first signs to indicate that this locker room is going to get dysfunctional. And how is Brian Dable the head coach? And how are the leaders in this locker room going to, you know, try and as much as they can keep it together before we get reports going out and more and more reports going out. Uh, that this team is 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 failing and not just on the field, but in the locker room as well. I'll let you respond, and then I have something else too. Well, what I would say is, you know, a lot of the players actually ended up coming out and kind of saying, like, I don't really know where that came from type thing from McKinney, which I think is a positive sign. I, I think we've also always seen that McKinney is kind of somewhat of a divisive figure in that locker room. Yes, he's one of the leaders, but he does, you know, I don't want to say he's a head case, but there are certain times where it's kind of like, what the hell is he saying? Like, what is he doing uh, throughout his Giants career so far? So if it was from someone more like Dexter Lawrence or uh, another, you know, formerly, if it was, for example, Leonard Williams, one of those guys who on the defensive side, a more savvy veteran, well-spoken uh, in terms of, you know, how they deal with the media and stuff like that. I think that would have been a little bit more concerning, but from McKinney, it's it's still concerning, don't get me wrong, but I think it's just more of a frustration thing rather than a uh, you know, actual issue in the locker thing or locker room thing, at least so far. And I wanna say one more thing about Xavier McKinney, uh, and then we can conclude and wrap this one up, is that I don't know what his future entails. I think the Giants players in all most of them, uh some of them like you know, Andrew Thomas, Saquon Barkley. Well, actually, no, Saquon Barkley does not know his future entails. Maybe Kayvon Thibodeau. There are a few players on this team that they know that their future is still with this Giants team, but I feel like everyone else, they know it's all in the, you know, all in the air. 
And I think these last few weeks, they know they're not making the playoffs at this point, and this team is not going to be successful. So I think it's a matter of keeping their jobs. Uh, if they want to have a spot on this team next season, they got to play their hearts out as best as they can on the field. Otherwise, they're up for a trade. They're up to be cut. They, you know, if the Giants are in this position now where they got a free cap room up, they're going to have to cut people that you know they might like or fans might like. And I want to mention Xavier McKinney as a player, not that they would cut, but that they might not continue with next season. And I say that because. He's out of contract at the end of the season, which is kind of the interesting thing there. Like, why is it that, you know, he's coming out? It's never a good look, right? You don't want to be that type of guy that's, you know, when you're looking to sign someone that he's going to be someone who's not going to be, you know, sticking around and being good influence in the locker room. Because every NFL team has rough patches, right? Maybe not as rough as the Giants are right now, but I just find it really weird that McKinney was so much to lose right now considering this is his final season under contract, at least right now heading into free agency, whether it be with the Giants or another team. I found it very odd that he was the one who came out, especially when he doesn't have that long-term security. Yeah, that's what I was going about, Alex. I think something we need to address, and all fans remember this, last season, I think Xavier McKinney lost a lot of you know fans' trust, but more in the Giants' organization, their trust as well, when he went out. And he went to, what was it, Cabo, and ended up very much injuring his hand on that motorbike incident or, or whatever it was. Um, I think he really lost a lot of trust in the higher-ups, including the coaches of this Giants team by doing that. Because if you're going out like that and, you know, jeopardizing your season, which kept about half of the season last year, if you're doing that, I think he already kind of lost trust in the locker room, not just by players, but by coaches. So for him to come out, honestly, sort of indicates to me, and I could be, you know, far-fetched here in saying that he did that intentionally, knowing what that could entail for his future of not being a New York Giant next season. And that's where I want to leave that. I wanted to bring that up. I think it's a good point to, to discuss, especially in this, again, like I said, lifeless point of this Giant season. It's a fun little tidbit in there that we can at least talk about and discuss a little bit. Um, But it it could very well be an intentional placement by Xavier McKinney, kind of just continuing to poke at the stick, you could say, um, that he will not be uh, a New York Giant next year, just kind of getting out uh, of this organization. I don't know. That's just a thought. Uh, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Giant Take Podcast, where you can support us it's on socials at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Alex on Twitter at Ignoring23. I'm on Twitter at JoshJello29. Also, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And be sure to tune in Sunday night for our Giants versus Cowboys recap, no matter the score. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depends the way you want, you want to look at it. We will still be here to give you an in-depth analysis recap of uh, what we assume to be a blowout once again for or against the New York Giants. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope everyone has a great weekend, no matter how the Giants do. Uh, You know, approaching Thanksgiving here. So I guess we're in the the home stretch of the season, I feel like. So hopefully things get a little bit better. Uh, Don't see a clear path to how that's going to happen, but you can always hope for it. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time.